Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker here with a very exciting announcement. Your favorite wrestling podcast feed, The Ringer Wrestling Show, is now going daily. And you can hang out with me and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays for The Masked Man Show. And you can join me, Peter Rosenberg, alongside stack guy Greg and Dip every Tuesday with Cheap Heat. And on Fridays, I'll welcome a friend or special guest from the world of wrestling. And on Wednesdays, we have a very special new show called Wednesday Worldwide that you're going to want to check out. Pay-per-view reaction, one-of-a-kind interviews, fantasy booking, talking about bagels. That's what we do here on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Follow the show now on Spotify and do us a favor. Give us five stars. And do us another favor and uh, stay mage. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC Pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. All right, welcome to It Was All a Stream. Gosh, we are recapping Real Housewives of Miami. I did not jot down the episode title or what episode we're on, but we are well into the swing of season five. It's like episode 11, isn't it? Yeah, it's episode a lot. Yeah. But it, it's still giving. This episode was a pretty, it was a pretty good episode. I liked it. We got a lot. There was a lot of conflict. There was a lot of bickering. Yeah. There were a lot of moments this week yeah. that I was very pleased with. And not a lot of individual scenes. Like, yeah. that. I think that really matters. I can't do room. another Gertie family game night. No. I just can't. When they cut to Gertie, Talking to her son about game night's gonna be on Sunday. I'm like, why is this filler? Like, I don't need to know game night's gonna be on filler because she's gonna be doing a wedding somewhere else. Like, no, no, thank you. We got her on the FaceTime. We're good. Yes. No, thank you. But yeah, I thought it was a great episode. There's not a lot of, is there anything going on in Miami? There's a lot going on in the Bravo world in general. They filmed the reunion. Oh, they did. Yeah. And they had the seating chart and people were like fired up about the seating chart. Okay, what were people upset about? Because we had Lisa and Nicole in the one seat, right? Yes. Nicole was in on one side and then it was just, it was an interesting seating chart because they had like Gertie at the end. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because they put Adriana in front of Gertie and Adriana is a part-time. So on Andy's right, it's Lisa, Larsa, and Alexia. And then on Andy's left, it's Dr. Nicole, Julia, and then Gertie. And then they have Marisol and Kiki on the end. And then when Adriana comes out, I don't assume she's there for the full reunion because they don't usually have friends of there for the full reunion. But Adriana is sitting in between Julia and Gertie. So Gertie's way at the end. So wait, but Kiki wouldn't be out the whole time either. Or Marisol. I think Kiki, Marisol, and... They're friends up. Yeah, Adriana they aren't going to be there for the, the full time. I think but they only so come... they're so involved in the drama, It like, that would surprise me. Because only because the, the seating chart that they released says chart a full cast, which leads me to believe that there's probably a separate chart that doesn't have the oh, full so cast. Oh, zoomed in. And then they have, I'm sure they're going to have, like, seating chart C with husbands. Like, I'm assuming there's multiple seating charts, but... Okay, the biggest one I have to pick is Julia being 
second chair. Put her outside. I don't fucking want her on the. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't need Julia at the reunion at all. That surprises me. I, I would rather have her goats at the reunion than Julia. <laughs> I mean, I would even put Adriana over Julia, and Adriana is a, <laughs> like a friend. They put Adriana before Gertie. Yeah, like that. That actually surprises me. That's that's the biggest bone I have to pick with that. Signature. And they put Alexi at the end. Oh, really? So wait, it's Lars, on this side. It's Lisa, Larsa, and then Alexia, and then Alexia. I mean, Alexia's causing drama but it's more so her stirring the pot than it is her like contributing in any way like with her own personal story you know I mean we had we had the Frankie episode last last week yeah but like we have Lisa and her divorce we have Nicole getting married we have Larsa throwing random rumors about everybody so like them being like the first two on one side and Nicole being the first on the other side makes sense to me but Julia doesn't make sense whatsoever. I just would have expected Alexia to at least be next to Andy the same way Kyle's always next to Andy at the Beverly Hills reunion. Or Giselle She's and Potomac. Still, yeah. yeah, and Giselle and Potomac. Because yeah. it's like they're still the anchors on the show. They're like the main ones that I'm surprised. I mean, this is a big ego check for Alexia. Maybe she isn't the star of the show. Well, you know what surprised me is I didn't realize this until recently, but that Nicole is this, is the middle mojito holder. yeah. I was like, oh. I mean, she definitely earned her spot and it definitely seems like producers are trying to amp up some of the new blood versus some of the originals. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably to kind of check some of their egos. Mm -hmm. I agree. I just thought this is Lisa's season. So she definitely earned a spot right next to Andy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm curious about how the reunion went. There were no like real leaks outside and Bravo released that seating chart, right? Yeah. So yeah, there were no, they released the set and the seating chart ahead of time. And then the only one, the only thing that came out about the reunion was that Andy said he yelled at Lars. Yeah. Yeah. He put that on his Instagram. But like, who knows what that, yeah. (laughs) There's always like, this is the first time this has ever happened at a reunion. Like every reunion has a first time this has ever happened at the reunion. When was the time that Andy screamed so badly and he like clenched his jersey? That was jersey. Yeah. The last jersey one, right? At reunions. Yeah. He looked looked like he was having a tantrum. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm definitely excited for the reunion. I'm sad that we're coming to an end with this season because it has been pretty like top tier housewives across the board better than Potomac right now Potomac's really going downhill it started off so strong and now I just feel like nobody has any like real rich story that they're bringing to Potomac they're throwing out crazy accusations but like Miami has all of it we have heart we have family we have bickering we have fighting we have catty you know mere disinvitations and hiring a lawyer (laughs) to come for an hour and give us a lecture on divorce and slander 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 uh, poor poor lawyer he was like, what did I sign up yeah, for? Yeah, and he walked into it right, like, at the wrong time. Like, there was no moment when those women were calm, cool, or collected. No. Not at all. But let's just get right back into this episode, or start with the episode. Nicole. So, we pick up, again, where we left off, which I do like this a lot. I don't... Did we get it to be continued last week, or did it just kind of end? I think it just kind of ended. Oh, no, it wasn't to be continued, because it was the argument yeah. with Alexia. So, we we pick up there, and, you know, Nicole's rightfully upset. I know we talked about this last week, and she just leaves the conversation, gets in Alexia's face, and, and whatnot. I... You know, and she was surprised that no one took her side in that. And even, like, her friends that did agree with her, Julia, Gertie, 
like they were silent in that argument. Like no one picked up for her or took up for her in that moment. And it was Marisol. Marisol's always the quiet one. She she doesn't like conflict. And Alexia's just sounding foolish. She just continues to dig herself into a hole week after week. And I'm just like, why don't we have any sort? Like she really is the Teresa of yeah. Miami because there's just no self-reflection. There's no accountability. There's no ownership over anything. And she just continues to like double down on her bad takes. And here she is defending Larsa and Larsa's not even there. Yeah. And it really is just a... This is just like setting the bar for what we have later on when it comes to the whole Adriana boyfriend married thing. But it it just it blows my mind. And also we learn later on, we get more context of what this quote unquote rumor about Nicole is. And it's it's essentially a nothing burger, but we will get there. However, yeah. The, the women are fighting. Nicole walks away to enjoy the rest of her party, which was the right thing to do. And Lisa shows up and, you know, she tells us it's she's very happy for Nicole and Anthony, but it's very hard for her at this time to celebrate love, which I can imagine, like, to be around a bunch of people that are celebrating this momentous time and marriage and your marriage is in shambles. And she sits with the girls. And again, like, I like want to hear everything that Lisa has to say about her divorce, but it always feels like it's this dark cloud that well granted they already had a dark cloud with this fight but it's just so sad so she tells a story about how Lenny basically says that he tells his parents he never wants to see them again kicks them out of their house while her son Logan was on a play date did all of this in front of Logan and his play date and and kicks says Deuce's parents don't need to see you anymore play date is done yeah what was I was kind of shocked by that, especially now knowing that he's maybe resolved things with his mother. Yeah, yeah, because she seems to be backing him now. Yeah. But she, like, I just, I feel like he has to be going through something. Like, yeah. his behavior is so erratic and is so, like, unhinged that, like, I just, I don't understand where it's coming from. It has to be more than what we're getting. It's more than just the cheating. Like, he has to be going through something that's, that's, motivating him to want to engage in this affair and then to just be so reckless with everybody in his life. Yeah, you know, we hear the term midlife crisis all the time. And to, I'm sure it's real. I just don't understand the psychology behind it. And maybe that is truly like what he is going through. But I I think there has to be more than that. Yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. To want to isolate everyone from your life outside of this one woman, supposedly one woman, maybe there's, I don't know, but to, to kick out your family, your parents, your treat the mother of your child so horribly and do it in front of your children. That is so dark and unfathomable. Like I, I just don't get it. And you know, I know I said this several hundred times on this podcast, but rewatching the housewives of Miami season three Lisa and Lenny were so like he was so like there were moments where he was just so doting on her when they were trying to have a baby and she was like yeah sometimes he was kind of being like a little bit prick like sciencey about it but he you know bought her this nice necklace like he they actually had a bathtub scene that did not make me cringe like (laughs) there was so many nice moments that like and it just made me really sad to rewatch them and to see her and him in like a good place And to see where they are now is just heart-wrenching. And she says, like, I look at him 
And I look him in the eyes and I don't recognize him anymore. I don't know what's behind that. Yeah, I mean, there has to be, I don't know if it's something that's happened to him. I don't think it's just a midlife crisis. Like, I think a midlife crisis, okay, you get a new haircut. Maybe you cheat on somebody. Maybe you get a new car. You get a Ferrari. I don't know, something to make you feel young. None of this is, like, making him, I think, feel young as much as it is just him wanting to burn everything he's built to the ground. Like, lashing out at your parents. Like, your parents are the ones that are going to be there for you when you need a babysitter at the last minute. Your parents are going to be the ones that are there for you if you ever have financial issues and they'll give you a million dollars to help fight your trial when you're going to prison after you scammed a bunch of elderly people. Like your parents are are the ones that are always going to be there for you. So to like disregard them and to act this way in front of your children and to end a play date and, you know, that involves somebody else's child, that's also going to have ramifications because then those parents are going to start talking. And it's just like, it's just, he doesn't think about how his actions are going to affect anybody else around him or just affect himself long-term. And it's just, it's uncomfortable to watch. I couldn't imagine being Lisa living in that house with him. No, not at all. And we we kind of get the breakdown later on in the episode. We'll get to it of their living situation, which sounds so unbearable and toxic and always walking on eggshells. So as we saw last week, Adriana brought her date. I did not write the date's name down because he did also kind of annoy me as he did Alexia. So I said, forget this guy, not writing. We'll call him the Peter of Miami, as we were saying, he got very involved in the drama. All the women are sitting at that same table. Like they had not moved whatsoever from the fight with Nicole to the drama with Lisa. And now it's Adriana and her date. And this man says, I would like to make a toast, a toast to people minding their own business. And I was like, get him a mojito. My goodness, who is this man? And just stirring up the drama. We've only seen him on screen for about two whole minutes. And now he is just, yes. Yes. (laughs) Like, and it's so funny because like, he's like, I would like to make a toast. And then everybody's like, oh, okay, let's make a toast. He's like, to staying out of people's business. And I was like, where did that come from? So, so outrageous and he reminds me of john dorinda's boyfriend john that's who he reminds me of just like messy sloppy maybe doing some lines in the back (laughs) in dorit's bathroom like you know something okay yeah so we'll call him john so john adriana's date was just very like very abrupt with his mess i understand him being frustrated and annoyed with this drama grant he did not ask for this as we said he had barely been featured on the show and now he's some integral part of adriana's storyline So I get him being frustrated, but to walk into a group full of women and talk to them that way is so gross to me. And I think Alexia is dead wrong in this, but I do understand her reaction of being like, fuck you, I'm not going to speak to you because of how you're speaking to me. Like you're a man and you're speaking to a woman this way. When he said to her, I'll let you read it, but can you even read or something like that? I was like... How dare you? How dare you? I would have gone up to like and thought it was blasphemy also. I was, even though Alexia, I think is wrong for bringing all this in and we even hear later on how much how wrong she is. But I would have also gotten up and left from that if a man was talking to me that way. Yeah, it was just un- his approach was so aggressive and like none of the other women were giving him that sort of energy because everybody was kind of like tame. We just had Nicole who exited the scene. Things have finally calmed down. All right, let's have a good time now. We filmed our scene. We did our moment. And he just came in like just ready to 
to lash out and and Adriana in that moment didn't even try to like check him and like calm him no. down or anything at all she was just like letting him go off on Alexia and again Alexia is wrong in all of this but not like that was just not the approach that he needed to take with anybody the the receipts spoke for themselves right the paperwork said he's divorced like that was enough but I think Alexia was just like I'm not even paying attention to any of this because maybe I mean Maybe I'm giving her too much of the benefit of the doubt, but I'm thinking maybe if the approach were a little bit different, maybe she would have taken a little accountability. I think so. I I, I honestly think so. I feel like if he didn't cut, like, okay, you say the weird thing about the toast. Okay, fine. But then for you to be so condescending and rude after that and like double down, it. I think had he said that comment and been like, look, I've been divorced for this many years. It's really hurtful that you're saying this. It affects me in this way and blah, blah, blah. I think there could have been a conversation. But for him to have started, like, I do agree. And yeah, maybe we both are stupid and she would have reacted the same way regardless. But I do think setting the tone like on 100 and expecting her to like be a little mouse about it. Like, no, she's not going to come down yeah like what did he think she was gonna do have a house flip a table for him like and they were gonna have a moment like I don't understand what he expected from that sort of you know approach to the conversation because he could have easily just been like look I heard you were saying some things I just wanted to set the record straight so if anybody has any questions like this is what it is here's the paper to actually prove it I'm divorced this is the date that I was divorced you know these things you know it brings up my family it brings up my kids it brings up my career whatever he wanted to say and however it affected him he just had to have used his words and not you know and honestly I would have rather it been Adriana relaying all that to her like he could have been sitting there but I think it was Adriana's place to be like look this is what it is he's right here in front of you if you have any questions for him you could ask him because it was her fight it was her fight so for him to get involved in it I thought was just like I, I, I don't I don't watch the show to watch men fight with women like I don't it's disgusting so even though Alexia was completely wrong for bringing up the rumor, she, I would have gone up and left too if some guy I'd never met before was talking to me like that. Completely, completely wrong. So party ends. It looks like a fun party, actually. It looked like a lot of fun. Nicole had an outfit change, I think. Yes. And lots of dancing. Dad had fun. Dad had fun. Dad said to Marisol, you're going to bed with me tonight. She said, watch yourself. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good, it was a, it was a fun party. But then we get to Larsa. And we get a weird scene with her doing her OnlyFans photos and her showing like, you know, displaying her entrepreneurship on full, full force. That is not entrepreneurship. There's (laughs) nothing entrepreneurial about that. It's not very creative. It's literally taking a cheap shot. Look, nothing against sex workers. If that's how you want to, you know, make your money, no judgment. You do you, right? But like, don't act like you are running some worldwide business. You're not an international lifestyle brand. Like, let's calm down. But Zach, you didn't think her artistic genius of changing her leg position so that she would have better light one angle was was it was genius and then creative direction stroking her feet i mean i just want to know like how like how long like how sustainable is this business of hers because it's like you can only see her feet in so many different angles in so many different ways and you know all the different light like at what point are we tired of her feet like at what point do we want uh, some new phalanges you know (laughs) i don't know i will say that photo of her like kneecap to feet I was like oh that does look kind of nice it was a nice (laughs) Instagram story yeah it's not worth $40,000 I don't understand 
understand. I just don't get it. Like rich men, I don't get their fetishes, what they will pay for. I just don't understand at all. I don't either. But if any of them want to explain it to me, slide into my DMs. Here's my Venmo. Yeah, (laughs) please. So she's sitting with her friend and... My note that I wrote down was Larsa is delusional. I just, I I can't wrap my mind around her reasoning. She kind of gets into why she got uninvited to Nicole's engagement party with her friend and brings up the whole, she didn't know who I am, that whole stupid thing. And then she, she tells her friend that she says this rumor. She repeats a rumor that she, she heard. She exaggerated a rumor that she heard. And, and the friend was like, well, is it true? And she, she goes, that doesn't matter if it's true or not. The moral of the story is that I didn't judge her for it. The, no, that's not the moral of the story. The moral of the story is you created a false rumor about somebody and that's and fucked spread up it. and spread yeah. it. On national television. On national television. And while you try to compare your career to hers, while you're literally just like taking angled shots of your feet. It's just, it's so, she, again, she doesn't think about the repercussions and how these things affect other people. Maybe, maybe on a subconscious level, she does though, right? Because she, I think, secretly resents someone like Nicole, Mm -hmm. who is an independent woman. Like, yeah, she has Anthony and Anthony's great and he has money and he's a lawyer and he's successful, but she's, Nicole can very much stand on her own. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need to be defined by a man. She doesn't need to be defined by a career, but she has both of those things. And I think Lars is in a place where she went through a divorce and she doesn't have a, a man by her side or a man to support her. She doesn't have as a respectable career because some people I think would look down on her for having an OnlyFans. So I think there may be like some sort of resentment that there may be some, you know, deep rooted, like wanting to kind of throw a a, a dagger at Nicole just because, you know, she kind of judges or doesn't judge her, but has a little bit of envy. Yeah, I think there is envy there because I do think like Larsa does want that, I mean, that's why she took so much offense to Lisa's little joke about the condo is she wants to be known as someone that can, a woman that could stand on her own and a woman that could survive post-divorce and, and whatnot. And I think she sees Nicole as someone that, you know, is self-made in a lot of ways and created this lifestyle for herself. If her and Anthony were to break up tomorrow, she could still maintain a similar lifestyle to what she lives now. Uh, she may not have him to fly her around on his private jet. With her jet. black Amex. Yeah, but yeah, she she's built this. And I do think that there is some envy there, but also just delusion where she thinks she's in the same ballpark yeah. as her at, at the same time. It's She's she's wild. Um, she's also still living off of Scotty's money too. Yeah, she's getting child support, I'm sure, and probably even spousal support. So that's her. I just wrote down a little note about Nicole's. We don't have to get into this conversation that she had with her friend, but I did appreciate the flashback to her friend, Lisa, being the therapist to Joanna Joanna and Rupa. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I loved that. I was like, I love that we got a little Joanna because I love Joanna. I thought she was a great housewife. Yeah, she was. She was. So I loved, I loved just that like that. Because I, I saw her, I was like, oh, she looks kind of familiar. And then she's like, yeah, she does family therapy or whatever it was. And then we see her talking to Joanna. And remember, I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> so I love that. And, and you know, they did have a nice scene about, their, about Nicole and her father. But we'll just get to the meaty part of the episode, which was Alexia's lunch. So she has this idea to have a lunch with the ladies. 
to talk with a lawyer solely primarily about Nicole and what, or not, no, I'm sorry, about Lisa and what Lisa's going through and all of that stuff. I think it's, it's fine, but like, why do all the ladies have to be there? Like, she's making it sound like it's an example for all of us in case we're ever in this situation, which is kind of daunting. Like, don't invite me to something like that. Right? <laughs> Right? right, like, like yeah. the, the offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. She, it was a good intention. It was well intentioned, and I also think she wanted it to be an opportunity to air out some of the other grievances that they've had legally as well, which we ultimately see them doing. I didn't really recognize how gorgeous of a place she has, oh, though, yeah. and the view, and like she, like that is some money. Like she still got some cocaine cowboys money. She does, cause it, yeah, I feel like most of her home scenes are filmed like either in her kitchen or bedroom. Like it's not because that's, that's not from like that's not from like her Alexia and Frankie's little nail shop. That is not. Well, what does Todd do? Is that Todd's place too? Though yeah, have they been there? No, I know that, but I thought it was her place, and, and he, he moved, moved in. I may be misunderstanding, but I thought it was her place originally. Unless it was his and she moved in with him. I don't know, but it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It was a really nice. It kind of looked like a hotel. It uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> so the ladies show up. The first two to arrive are Marisol and Nicole. And then, of course, Larsa. So it's real awkward right from the start. Nicole and Larsa just kind of give a, a wave to each other and that's about it. So the conversation about Adriana gets brought up. And Alexia finally admits that, oh, turns out he really is divorced. And how does she know this? Because on the Miami Dade website, she failed to scroll all the way down to the bottom. And I mean, come on. (laughs) At that point, just own it. You fucked up, own it. I made a mistake. I should have scrolled down to the bottom. Like, I mean, it's not hard to be like, Okay, I stirred up some drama. I made a big deal out of this. He is divorced. I'm sorry, you know, but she just... You know what it is? Is she wanted she wanted him to still be married. Yeah. You know, like that was the answer she was happy with. So she was just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Because it's like stalker 101. Like I've, I've done my fair share of Instagram stalking, looking people up. You exhaust every avenue yeah. yeah but because she got the answer she wanted of oh he's married that was that it, was it. there was no scrolling there was no double checking there was no cross-examining that's what she was gonna go with and like and it came back to bite her completely but she is so delusional also that she doesn't see it that way <laughs> no she doesn't which is just wild to me and and adriana came ready to to go in on her oh, court too. Because yes. she's like, you didn't give us the moment that we wanted at Nicole's party, which was for you to take accountability. And she was just like, well, you know, your man, he may not be married, but he's an asshole. And that's all she kept like throwing back at, at Adriana is that like, you know, that he was mean to her, which he was, but it's like, it, it's still deflection from the real issue yeah, that you like, lied and created this whole false rumor yes, and put it out there. there. Yes, which, you know, a lot of falsehoods coming from and I think the root of this also, even though Alexia is taking the brunt of it, is Marisol. Wasn't yeah. Marisol the first one to say that she heard that he was yeah. married? And then later on, we hear that Marisol is the one that had the issue with or had the DM about oh, Nicole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Marisol oh, she, is... Yeah, she definitely moves a lot of the waves and makes them a lot bigger. And, and then these other ladies kind of carry them out for her. Yeah, and she's I don't like conflict. I don't like conflict. But she's she likes like, drama. She, she likes stirring up the drama. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they have this whole interaction at the at the 
dinner table. And was food even served? It was served. They had a lot of great, like, it was a gorgeous okay, spread that I they had. Watching, I was like, did I even see them eat? I don't know if they ate, <laughs> but I did see that they did. They had some good B-roll of the food. They had some salmon. They had some veggies. Like, it was a very okay. nice spread. Okay. The bar was also very impressive. She had all the little champagne bottles and okay. wine bottles. Good to hear there was food at this place. Marisol had her jug of Tito's. Uh, okay, <laughs> of course she did. So, Julia, Alexia made a comment to Julia, like, I thought you were about women, and then you heard him make these rude comments to me and stuff like that. And, and yeah, she... She says, yeah, he may not he may not be married, but he sure is an asshole. That was just funny, the Julia part, because Julia's like telling us this story of how her children, you know, were facing bullying from other kids <laughs> because they're this lesbian couple. Oh, and laughing. so they decided to make out in the middle of Paris. And then Alexi's like, well, you know, since you're all about women. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pivot. Like, I was just like, well, like, she's telling, she's getting teary eyed, you know, like telling us this gorgeous, this beautiful story of like her family. And then Alexis, well, in that case, yeah. since you happen to date women, why weren't you defending one? It's <laughs> like, what? Like, also, not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> not even remotely close. No, yeah. She was like, it's funny too, because Alexia keeps getting upset with all the women for fighting and stuff and whatnot, but she is a big source for a lot of these fights. And then when someone else is in the drama, she's oh, no, no, no. Anyways, I, I, I really liked it. Like Alexia and Larissa, I was like, oh, I really liked them at the beginning of the season. And now I'm just like, these two have like gone down the fucking toilet. So then we get Nicole and Larissa. And, you know, Nicole lays into Larissa. She asked her to share what her intent was because that was the whole thing. After Alexia and Adriana, Nicole was like, look, a lot of the issues have to do with intent. And, you know, it could be coming from the right place, but the, or it may not how it's delivered, but the intent is what we should really be focusing on. And then she turns it to Larsa and says, I don't understand what your intent was in saying that I slept with all the doctors at the hospital that I worked at. What intent do you have there but to slander my name and, and, embarrass, and, me. and embarrass me? And Larsa tries to say that her intent was to prove that she doesn't judge her. Which was dumb. So dumb. <laughs> it was such a dumb argument. I was like, no, she's right. You were trying to embarrass her and she called you on it and she embarrassed you because she made you look stupid because you put out a stupid slanderous rumor. Yes. And Larsa claims that she does have DMs, but she's not going to show them. Bullshit. And, exactly. And Show me the receipts or don't say or anything. Don't say anything at all. Because if it's a DM, that doesn't like put you in a bad light. Like that's somebody else that's bringing this information to you and a dm about what and as we learn we'll get there i was i i, I rolled my eyes so hard and so this really kind lawyer shows up in the middle of all this arguing and yelling and i mean yelling back and forth with the women and this poor guy I don't know if Alexia prepped him properly. No, I think he thought he was going to come in and film this cute little scene. He's going to be able to promote his business. And no, I mean, he did. He did come off. Well, uh, I would I would think like, oh, that's a really well-mannered man. Maybe I need him for divorce proceedings. Right. But he was shocked. And so the women all like gather around in like the seating area with this man and the first thing that gets brought up was Julia asking about the don't say gay bill in Florida, if that affects her attempt to want to adopt a child. Uh, he says it doesn't. And then the women 
you know, I think she's only shared it with Adriana, maybe Nicole. And so, of course, all the women are like, what do you want to adopt? What do you want to adopt? What's going on? And she's like, these women are crazy to think that I'm going to open up about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but at that point, you already opened yeah, up the floor. I, like, I, <laughs> you already opened up the can of worms. You might as well just put it on the table. I said the same thing. And what are they going to do? They're going to judge you for wanting to adopt a kid? Like, shut up. Like, just either own it or or don't say anything at all. Because when you're like, well, I just want to know. And how does this build? It hasn't even been passed yet. How does this affect me? And it's just. <sighs> I felt the same way. I was like, well, if you're not going to open up about it, why do you ask the question? Because what I other lesbian couples in the group that wants to adopt a child. <laughs> it's just you. So yeah, I kind of felt that was a little bit weak that she didn't want to follow through with it or follow through with like explaining what her thought process was with that. And then Nicole shifts to Nicole and she asks about defamation of character. Alexia immediately gets defensive, jumps in. She is like, why is she wasting her time asking this lawyer about this? This isn't what he practices. She has a lawyer at home, which by the way, Defamation is not what her husband practices either. So uh, shut up, Alexia. And she jumps in and says, you're, you, you have the wrong attorney. You're wasting his time. We can't do this. Stop it. And Nicole just wants a simple answer about what defamation of character is. The don't say gay bill in legislature, I don't think falls in line with Has his, nothing to do with what so, he's, yeah. And she didn't jump in with that. Um, so... Nicole is truly turning on into like icon status right before our eyes. She says, oh, how much does he charge per hour? We hear he charges about seven, five, seven hundred dollars an hour. Nicole gets up gracefully, walks to her purse, pulls out her black Amex and says, it's on me. Can you please explain to me defamation of character? And that just frazzled the women. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was such a power move of like, you, you're not going to check me. I will raise you a black Amex <laughs> and pay for his time because you say that his time is so, you know, so uh, valuable. valuable. Yeah. And we know that Alexia wasn't paying him. Alexia called him up and she's like, come and do this favor and you'll be able to promote your business. Mm-hmm. Alexia's yeah. not paying him. So the fact that Nicole now came in and she was like, I'll pay you. And he's like, no, 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 no we're not doing that. I'll send you the invoice later. Like, you know, I just, it was, it was funny. And then Marisol's like, it's like a telenovela. And she's like, it was in slow motion. And she grabbed the card and she's delivering it to him. It was funny. It was hilarious. It really, it was hilarious. I lived for it. I am a doctor. I love that you call her Dr. Nicole. I need to get, I need to get on that. I, she's a doctor. doctor. She is a doctor, but I just keep calling her Nicole. But I love that you put some respect on her name. She deserves it. She does. She's earned it. I'm not calling her Dr. Larza. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So he eventually answers the question and, you know, Larsa says, I heard a rumor. I repeated it. That's not defamation. And he says, no, it's not defamation of character to repeat a rumor. He explains the difference between defamation and libel, which I already forgot, and slander. Libel is written word. Slander is spoken word. So if we say anything to defame anybody's character, it would technically be considered slander, not libel. Okay. Legal expert, (laughs) Zach Peter over here. You're not wearing your Harvard Law sweater. Uh, Not today. Okay. Okay. So Nicole kind of swallows it, gets over it, but... I mean, had Alexia just let let the man answer the question in the first place. It would have been over in two minutes. minutes. Yeah. Like it would not have been such a big production. And it would have maybe even 
embarrass Nicole a little bit. It, it did embarrass, embarrass Nicole yeah. ultimately, but she had the power move that she ultimately ended up looking good in the end. Yes, exactly. So again, wrong move by Alexia and Larsa this episode. But Marisol does get up and say, look, like, I know you said if Larsa has the DMs or the proof or whatever that you could put some value on whatever these rumors are. And so she gets up. She says, I I have the DM. So now we know this came from Marisol. She has a DM. She shares what is said in the DM to Nicole. And it's from someone. I don't think they said if it was someone that Nicole knew or not. I don't think they specified like They didn't the say who it came from now. Yeah. yeah. However, the DM read something like, I know Nicole. She was married. And then she, uh, married. And that's why she was separated. She started dating a resident and sleeping with a resident at the hospital. Marisol received this message months ago and didn't say anything to Nicole, but of course shared it with Larson and probably Alexia. And their whole thing is, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. No, there's not. Well, I mean, yes, where there's smoke, there is fire because there was truth to the story, but the way that the story was told wasn't giving oh, the full context. Even close. Like the worst game of telephone, because how Larsa repeated it was, I heard you slept with every doctor at the hospital. What was said in the message was she had a relationship with a resident while she was separated from her then husband. And so Nicole graciously explains, I was married. We got separated. And the time in which I was separated, I had a very legitimate relationship with a fellow resident. So she was a resident too, a fellow resident. And that was it. Nothing salacious. I did not sleep with every doctor in the hospital. I had a relationship with a colleague. It was all kosher. And I appreciated that. No one apologized. <laughs> Again, nobody takes any accountability in this group. Nobody apologizes. They're just like, well, I don't know. That's what was said to me. And what I, did you want me to do with that I information? Didn't I, I didn't judge you for it. I didn't judge you for it. Okay. Actually, you kind of <laughs> did judge me for it. You, you exaggerated it. So obnoxious. And so uh, that that is put to bed. But I just, I didn't get the vindication that I feel like Nicole needed in that moment no. of Larsa being like, okay, yeah, I exaggerated it. I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. And I don't think we're ever going to get it. Maybe at the reunion. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. They, they're just not good at taking accountability. I did love Frankie in the background, just like oh, yes. giving his little talking hand. Like, oh my God, here they go oh, can again. I forget Frankie? He said, they're so loud. <laughs> it's like, yes, they are. Especially because that place looks like it carries noise. Yeah, it so. echoes. So finally, we get to the core reason as to why this lawyer is here. Is to talk about... Lisa, which I was kind of confused. Sarah, right? Sally. Sally. Sally and Harry, how Harry met Sally. <laughs> I was kind of confused as to why they were using incognito names. I wonder if that was for legal Well, reasons. I mean, for legal reasons, the lawyer can only answer things in hypotheticals. Okay. So he, I mean... They played up the hypothetical okay. by using fake names. So I was like, Harry, Sally, I think we got a Bob yeah. at some point. Because a lawyer, like, yeah, a lawyer and a doctor, they can't give legal advice or medical advice unless they're actually like clients or patients. And then there's confidentiality and regulations and attorney-client privilege, HIPAA laws, all that shit. Thank God we have legally blonde <laughs> Zach. Again, with the, coming in with the legal knowledge. So Lisa kind of explains in hypotheticals what's going on with her. 
And this lawyer gives her a lot of, I feel like, important and knowledgeable insight. They talk about Lenny potentially buying her a home, but putting it in the trust of the children. And she asks, is that a good idea? Is that something I should follow up with? And, and the female lawyer who jumped in here says it depends on you know the terms of the trust. He could say you could live here for X amount of years and then you have to leave. You could say you can't live here with anyone else and stuff like that. That's what the Richards mom did. Oh, really? Big Kathy. Kyle, Kim, and Kathy's mom, yeah, Big yeah. Kathy, she had a home that she had in Palm Desert and she put it, I believe it was in a trust for the three girls and she allowed her then husband, Bob, poor Bob, I'm sorry, this is a tangent, but it's actually a fun story. So she had, Bob was living with her at the time that they died. She made Bob sell his house so that she can totally renovate this Palm Desert house. And then in the terms of the trust, Bob was only allowed to live there for a year after she died and then he had to get out and he had nowhere to live. And on top of that, he wasn't allowed to bring any women into the house. Otherwise, he would immediately be evicted. And so Kim Richards was the one in charge of overseeing that. <laughs> and so she would check up on him. She would do like random checks to make sure he didn't have any women in the house. Oh, my God. What a horrible life. Story. And then after a year, they kicked him out and he had like nowhere to go. Oh, my God. That's awful. And they wait, they were married when they divorced or when she died? Yeah. yeah. And she said only a year to Yes. <laughs> After he sold his house to help her renovate this Palm Desert home. Cold, cold world. Oh, oh my God. But that's why it's important that you read the terms of the agreement yeah. before you agree to it. Because uh, Kim Richards was like, no, no, no. It says a year. So you have a year and you're out. Gosh, that's awful. And then Kyle stole her goddamn house. Yeah. That was the goddamn house. That was the goddamn house. Housewife history. All right. Technically Bob's house, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Then, you know, the the lawyer advises Lisa, don't leave her house or that she doesn't have to leave their marital home and that they could be essentially living together estranged for a while or, yeah. because of these legal proceedings being drawn out. They need a trial. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the whole conversation ended like Nicole had some nice words like, you know, I know we were just fighting for 30 minutes, but here we are coming together for our friend. This is really nice. And then we hear Adriana say, so Alexi, are you going to apologize to me? <laughs> when she said that, I was like, por favor. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, here we go ends again. And all this chatter and fighting. I was like, we actually could have ended this on a nice note, but of course we couldn't. <laughs> Leave it to Adriana. To not let it go. And so then the final scene we get is, of course, a really uncomfortable Lenny and Lisa scene where Lenny, she, or Lisa explains to us Lenny's current living situation. He does not stay the night at the house. He comes to the house after work to work out and to give the kids a kiss goodbye or kiss goodnight. And then he leaves and goes wherever. She doesn't know, but assumably with Katharina and stays with her. And that's their whole cycle. He, when he walked in this episode, didn't say a word to her. We couldn't see him walking in, but couldn't tell if he looked at her or anything like that. Very cold, very shrill. And we get some stuff with the kids. It, it's it's very obvious that the kids aren't acting how they normally do. She says, Logan seems to be aware. He wants mommy and daddy to be like how they used to be. Um, Elle is lashing out and, you know, is, um, what she said, more irritable. 
And then we have this really uncomfortable conversation between Lenny and Lisa. She goes upstairs, asks him for like the check for the nanny or whatever. He said, well, you text me too late. Just like very like confrontational, combative. And I don't, like I wrote down some of the quotes, but he basically is like, you don't want to cooperate with anything, assuming he means divorce or moving out of the house, says he's trying to give her more than what she's entitled to, which also is just like, she's entitled to everything. She gave you two children. She's entitled to everything. You built the perfect wife and she built the perfect life. Yes. So stop. And then he, he said, which I think we saw this in the trailer. It's like, I know you're not going to leave voluntarily. I'm going to have to wait for the court to kick you out. And he kept saying, do you get that? Do you get that? And like such a mean, like condescending, condescending. way. Ugh, he, he, and, and he knew he, she was mic'd too. Yeah. Like, cause she told him like, by the way, I'm mic'd. And then the cameras kind of peered in and he's like, I don't want to be on camera, but we sure as hell heard every nasty thing you said to your wife. Yeah. He's disgusting. Yeah. I just, I, there, he, every week he gets worse and worse. I'm waiting for his page six exclusive defending his behavior this week. <laughs> oh, it hasn't dropped yet. No, no. <laughs> maybe he, maybe he's learned. To shut maybe. The fuck up. <laughs> At this point, um, it's not helping him. No, but yeah, it, uh, you, I felt, I felt for Lisa in that moment. I feel for her in every moment when she's encountering that evil man. But I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I, was a little caught off guard by her being like, you didn't even come to the house and say hi to me. I, I don't want to want him to fucking say hi to me. Don't even look at me. Yeah. Don't even look at me. I don't want, I'm going to mismatch your, your weights. I'm going to throw one of your favorite weights away and be like, I don't know what happened. Like, I'm going to make sure I make his situation as uncomfortable as possible. I'd probably be horrible in a divorce, but I, I would make sure that like, he didn't want to come and work out at the house. I mean, I would too, but I think what, she's getting at and what would hurt me as well. Yeah. It's like, like, you don't even value me enough to, to acknowledge, to me. acknowledge me and in just our home. in our home and just yeah. to be kind. And that has to be hard of like, and to at least make it civil, at least in front of the kids. Yeah. Because they're seeing all of this yeah. and the more contentious it gets, the more irritable and more bothered they're going yeah. to become. It's so self. He is so selfish, like so selfish. Even if it is what he's claiming that Lisa was horrible to him and she was mean to him and she was always putting him down. Let's say that that's true, right? Even then, like you have to think about how all of this is going to affect the kids and how your behavior is going to affect them, how the things that you put out on the internet is going to affect them. Like all of this comes back to them at the end of the day and you're only hurting them more than you're hurting Lisa. Yeah, he's wrong and he's dirty and I can't stand him can't stand him but that wraps up the episode anything else that stood out to you that you want to add about about this week no i thought it was a good episode i enjoyed the lawyer scene that was probably my favorite lunch <laughs> lunch that you could not physically attend i enjoyed the lawyer scene too i thought it was it was fun and messy but also we got somewhere we got some resolve with lisa like there was some some movement there and i was actually also happy that we did see the dm yeah. That we supposedly said that Nicole slept Yeah, drop it and let's address it. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was a great scene that got, answered a lot of questions, was filled with a lot of delusion. And had closure at the and end. And had closure at the end. Because at the end, Nicole's like, listen, the last half hour, we weren't arguing. We came, we rallied and supported Lisa and we put all of our differences aside. And we know the definition of slander. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what we call a working lunch, everybody. <laughs> well, thanks, Zach. That was fun. We will be here next week to recap another episode of Real Housewives of Miami. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. 